Facebook is ramping up its efforts to peel away some of YouTube's creator base, these are definitely some things you're going to want to know about if you create video as a big part of your platform. Plus, what about hiring a creative professional? Today I want to talk all about that and some of the things you need to keep in mind as you are working with someone who is a creative pro. All this and more on The Rightly Show. It's the program that helps you start and grow a brand-centric online business through the fusion of form and function. This is The Rightly Show. Hello and welcome to the program. My name is Thomas McGee and this is The Rightly Show. So Facebook is looking to take another jab at YouTube specifically. Interesting thing about Facebook is that they seem pretty bent on world domination in the sense that Facebook largely started out as a means for people to just kind of connect, kind of a social network, obviously, and then they've just gone 10,000 different directions. And you can see this with a lot of really large corporations, companies, I mean, you could see similar trends with things like Amazon. They started out as a bookseller. Now they sell practically everything. Uh, you've got companies like Google, which started out as search, but now pretty much does everything. So it's really interesting to see kind of the overlap that's begun, you know, with a lot of the different services and products that these different companies offer. The interesting thing with Facebook more recently is their watch platform. Now watch, if you're not familiar with it, I'm actually not too familiar with it myself other than just the basics. Uh, But the watch platform was just intended to be essentially a kind of a TV outlet in the sense where they would show and stream, I think some of the top shows that are out there for some of the top networks. But the bigger, more recent news is what they're going to be doing is they're going to be opening up this watch platform to allow for some of the more higher, higher level uh, and even a broader base of users and creators to be able to get their content on this watch platform. So here's a quick snippet from CNBC, which says Facebook is taking yet another jab at YouTube by expanding its video opportunities to more social media stars. The company announced at an event for Facebook video creators on Tuesday, it would allow more content to be eligible for its watch program. By doing so, it opens up the doors for both the company and social media stars to earn more advertising revenue. Facebook also announced Brand Collabs Manager, a platform that will connect video creators with sponsorship opportunities. Digital video advertising revenue is projected to hit $19.81 billion by 2020, according to eMarketer. Google's YouTube is considered the main home for online content creator video content. Facebook, however, is trying to encroach on that territory with Tuesday's announcements, uh, which follows reports of plans to expand the length of Instagram videos and introduce original Instagram shows. So some of these Instagram changes have actually begun to take place. But what's interesting, and the only reason, like initially, some may think that this isn't really even a feasible option. There's kind of arguments on both sides to think that you know, Facebook is is trying to take over something that YouTube has been dominant on and continues to be dominant on, largely being the number one place where people go for online video. They're the top they are the top two, the second place search engine in the globe. If somebody is going to go look for some type of video content of any kind, they're going to go to YouTube most likely. However, 
What is interesting about this is not too long ago, just a couple of years back, and even still, and it still occurs in some different instances today, is there's been a lot of complaints among YouTube creators about the monetization and demonetization of the videos that have been placed on YouTube. They've been very arbitrary with how they enforce the different reasonings for why they demonetize various videos. I know a lot of top level uh, you know, kind of the higher level, higher amount of follower uh, people on YouTube have had a number of complaints. You had even like Casey Neistat and some of those who really are some of their, you know, again, top YouTube stars have had complaints in the past just because various videos being demonetized for various reasons. Now, from a business perspective, something that I would personally recommend and something that I do YouTube, starting to do YouTube myself but one of the things I always recommend is that you don't rec- you don't rely solely upon that social network. You know, there's so many people I've watched, and this is part of why I keep going back, you know, in, in previous episodes and videos and tutorials and everything, I keep coming back to an email list because I cannot tell you the number of people I have seen who have spent years building an audience on Facebook and then see videos demonetized or because of a change in the algorithm or the way that they structure their ad revenue, seeing that revenue cut down dramatically and in some cases even cease altogether. Whereas if that's not your main source of income directly from YouTube, uh, then you've got other avenues for being able to build your business. And that's one of the problems because, uh, and I've even seen other YouTubers talk about this in the past, if YouTube, if, if you build a really popular YouTube channel and you, you're you relying upon that income as your business, in a sense, YouTube is kind of your boss. You work for them and you have to, you have to craft your content in such a way as to abide by their rules. Whereas if they're just a piece in your overall strategy and plan for building your business, then you're not relying upon them. So that's definitely, that's kind of an aside, something to keep in mind. But it's very interesting to see that Facebook is trying to encroach on that. It seems difficult to believe that they would be able to start really pulling away uh, a user base, a pretty significant amount of YouTube's user base, but definitely something to watch. Now that's, that's, a lot of people said in the past that they wouldn't be able to take away from, you know, Google's AdWords, you know, in terms of the amount of, businesses that rely upon advertising it seemed impossible that they would be able to take away advertisers from Google. However, we see that happening every day. I think Facebook, I see Facebook being recommended as the number one way to advertise, you know, your promotions, your products, your services, building your email list, whatever it is, Facebook has some of the best targeting available and due in large part to the amount of data that they collect on their users. Uh, so who knows? At this point, I'm a little bit skeptical myself that they would be able to start taking a, a wide amount of users away from uh, from YouTube, but it, it it could happen. So definitely something to watch. We'll see how much they open this and to the amount of uh, people that they start allowing in. Because if you're somebody who is creating video and we do start to see a trend where the Facebook end of things starts to grow pretty rapidly... Um, then it may be conce- you may want to consider starting to move or at least add in addition to your YouTube channel 
uh, putting some video content on Facebook uh, and maybe even on Instagram. Instagram seems to be something that is going to be allowing a lot more video content in the near future. So definitely something to watch. If you'd like to check out this article from CNBC or some of the other articles from today's show notes, um, you can check out those show notes at rightly.show slash 57. Become a Rightly subscriber and never miss a thing. Go to rightly.show slash subscribe to get the latest tools, resources, videos, and more. Best of all, it's free. rightly.show slash subscribe. Okay, so today I wanted to give you some tips for working with a creative professional. So what I mean by a creative professional would be a photographer, a designer, a developer, anybody who does some sort of creative work for your business. Uh, And you may even be a creative professional yourself. And so these are some things that you can uh, keep in mind as well as you are working with people in your creative field. So if you're not already aware, I am a designer and a web developer myself. I've been doing this for a little over 10 years now. So I've done, you know, a number of book jacket designs. I've worked for publishing company and then I've done some freelancing work for book jacket design then at at some point along the way I started doing web design and then eventually moved on to web development so um, at this point in time the vast majority of the work I undertake is designing and building up WordPress websites from the ground up so I am definitely what you would consider a creative professional and over the years and after working with countless clients and companies have started to pick up on some things that can ensure that a project goes really well, that it ends with a really high quality finished product. And I think a lot of times it's easy to think that in order for a project to go well, in order to get a really good final product, that it relies solely upon the talent of the individual whom you hire. Don't get me wrong, that's a very big and important piece. The ability of the person who is actually crafting or creating the thing that you hire them to create is important. But I've noticed that there's a number of other things that are important as well. So I'm gonna be going through a number of those. So the first thing to keep in mind when it comes to hiring a creative professional is that what you're really hiring isn't necessarily for this person to just go through a list of things that you want and complete them, right? So this isn't like hiring, uh, you know, a mechanic. This isn't like hiring, uh, this isn't even like hiring a dentist or a doctor, you know, something, somebody to, to fix a problem or to keep you well or anything like that. What you're hiring is essentially an artist. You're hiring somebody to, to create a work for you that, not only solves a problem, but does so in a creative way. What you're really paying for is this person's skill in employing creativity to help you communicate communicate a message or to do something in such a way as to help to build your business. You're, You're really hiring all the experience that this person has garnered over the last however many years they've been doing this work in order to produce something for you. So that's something very important to keep in mind, because one of the things I've seen over the years uh, for projects that don't go as well as opposed to those that do is when somebody is hiring a creative professional, they go to that creative professional and they give them a, a list, a checklist. So change this, do this, make this look like this, do that. 
and this sort of thing. At that point in time, as the person who's hiring the creative professional, uh, if you're going in there and saying, use this font, use this color scheme, uh, move this here, change this layout here, if that is the relationship that you have with the creative professional that you're hiring, you have literally cut off 50% of what you're paying for. Because 50% of what, at least 50% of what you're paying for, as I mentioned, is that person's experience, their expertise, their knowledge of how to do that craft. If they're a photographer, they're going to know the best way to, you know, orient a person within the composition of the photo. If they're a videographer, they're going to know the specific type of music to use to, to have the correct mood and feel. If they're a designer, they're going to know all the different design principles that make something look good and coherent while at the same time communicating a message. So if you are not an expert in that particular field and you're dictating to that particular person how to do specific pieces of their work, it's just a reality that you're just not going to get as good a work out of that person. You're not going to get the full potential, really your full money's worth in terms of what you're actually paying them to do for you. So that's why it's extremely important. And this is kind of point number one um, is to make it a team effort. Work with that person rather than saying change this font to this. You can offer, obviously, the idea isn't that you just want the designer or the developer or the creative professional to just run rampant and just do whatever they think is best. Uh, however, make it a team effort. Work with this person. If they make a decision that you don't agree with, sometimes ask about it. Start a dialogue or a discussion. What do you think about this? What about this color? So why did you use you know, a sans serif typeface as opposed to this? If they're a good designer, if they're a good creative professional, they'll be able to give you a reasonable, rational, rational answer for why they make specific decisions. One of the things that I like to do when I'm working with clients, when it's a little bit difficult to describe or explain specifically why something is, a lot of times what I'll do is just a video tutorial. So like if I do, you know, a web design layout or something like that, I'll go through in a video and I will explain why I made specific decisions. If I've created a WordPress theme and I've worked in a bunch of functionality into that WordPress theme, I'll go through and I'll explain why I've set up things the way that I have. A lot of times it just comes down to communication and making it a team effort. One of the ways that you can do that as a business owner, as you're working with a creative professional, is just to work in such a way as try to find a designer or a developer and work with someone who's really invested in what you are doing. Um, and this is a huge part of what I do as a creative professional. I try to invest a big chunk of time, especially at the beginning of a project, in trying to really understand a business, try to understand who it is they're trying to reach, do the, the research necessary to understand what they're selling, why they're selling it, and the specific problems that they're solving by doing so. So the more you can work with a creative professional who's almost like a team member to you, the better the work you're going to get out of them. Because a lot of times there's going to be things that you as a business owner can't see that they will be able to see. Vice versa is also true. There's going to be a lot of facets to your business and to your customers that you've garnered over the last however many years you've been running your business that that designer could never know. That's why it is so important for both pieces to work together. If the designer is simply dictating, yes, this looks good, this works good, this is how it should be without getting input from the business owner, it's not going to end well. If the business owner, on the other hand, is just saying, is, is 
telling the creative professional how he or she should be doing his craft. Again, it's not going to end well. It's not going to end up with the, the quality of product that would be required. And kind of along with this, and this is kind of a number two point, but it goes right along with number one, is what I like to call the dentist theory. Now, again, obviously working with a creative professional is a little bit different, but if, can you imagine sitting, sitting down in the dentist's chair and as he or she begins to work on your teeth, you begin dictating, hey, maybe you shouldn't use that tool, you should use this one. Or no, I think that's the wrong tooth. Or no, that's, can you imagine how the dentist would act? They'd probably be like, well, I'm kind of the one who went to school for 10 years and got that degree hanging on the wall. So why don't you just let me work? <laughs> it's a little bit of a different, obviously it's a lot different working with a creative professional, but at the end of the day, your teeth are going to look better if you trust, trust your dentist and your work is going to look a lot better if you if you tap into and you fully utilize the expertise of the creative professional that you're working with. And number three point that I wanted to cover here today, and this is huge. Working with a creative professional is not like buying something on Amazon. Don't get me wrong. Amazon is great because I can go onto Amazon and I can buy something and it can show up at my house the next day. Sometimes I've actually had something show up the same day for free. Yes, I have had free same day delivery. So the, the whole world and culture in general with Amazon, with the Amazons of the world, we're coming to expect things instantly. We have Amazon, so think, you know, literally your groceries could show up two days later or a day later after you order them. Uh, you can go on Netflix and instantly stream something. YouTube content, like we talked about previously, you can instantly discover how to do something. That is, in terms of the technological advancements that we have, that is the very nature of a lot of the different things that we as consumers are able to obtain. Working with a creative professional is the exact opposite of that. Working with a creative professional, your goal should never be, I need to get this done now. I need to get this done by the end of the week. I need to get this done yesterday. Uh, because of what I have found is that when the focus is upon getting something done extremely quickly, rushing every element of the project, again, you can you can 100% expect that it is not going to end up, it's not going to be the level of quality that is going to serve you best. Now, I'm not saying that it should purposely be delayed or anything like that. However, it is very important for a project to go through the necessary steps that is required for it to be done well. The difference between buying something on Amazon and working with a creative professional is that a creative professional, like I said previously, is working, is creating something for you. And when you, whenever you're going through a creative process, it takes time. It takes considering different avenues, exploring different options. It is a work of art in a lot of different ways. Now, I typically don't like to, to refer to commercial design as art, specifically because a lot of times that gets misconstrued with just something that looks pretty as opposed to being functional. But even creating something functional takes time. It takes thought. It takes research. It takes planning. It is a process. You are de you're, it's the difference that I like to use and kind of the, the comparison to my trade specifically, which is building websites, is the difference between renting an apartment and buying a chunk of land and building a house on it. Yep. You're, if you buy, if you go and you rent that apartment, you're going to be able to get in there pretty quick and you're going to be done. 
If you decide, however, to build your own house on a chunk of land that you purchase, that's going to take a considerable amount of time well beyond that of purchasing or renting out the apartment. You have to go through a lot of planning. You have to work with contractors. You're going to spend a lot more. But when you're all said and done, the living situation that you will have in that house, if you go through the time and the effort and the energy necessary to create that house with craftsmen in the highest quality possible, you're going to end up with something that is endlessly better than that apartment you could have rented. So it costs more, but the value you end up with is significantly higher uh, than what you would get with the rented apartment. The same thing holds true to web design when I'm building websites or any different type of craft, any creative professional with whom you are working. You're going to get what you pay for, and not just what you pay for, but the time that you're willing to invest. So there's just a lot of projects in the past I've seen, uh, you know, over the years working with different, you know, businesses, when the effort and is to just get it done as quickly as possible, to cut as many corners as possible, the project never ends up being as high quality as it would have been had the amount of time necessary to do it well been invested into the project. Now, if you are looking to get a creative professional of some sort, here are some of the things I recommend long-term. Now, when you're just getting started, a lot of times you don't necessarily have a budget uh, or a big budget to hire out you know, specific designers or developers or photographers or people who are a little bit more at the higher end of their market. So some some of the common solutions out there are things like 99designs or Fiverr or Upwork. Now, if you're just getting started and you, you need somebody to work with you on a project, I would recommend out of all those different options out there, do something like Upwork. Because Upwork is going to match you with a specific person who you can work one-on-one with. You can at least get close. I definitely can't vouch for all the different creative professionals on on there. There's going to be a ton of them. Some may be great. Some may be not so great. I would have no idea. Um, but when it comes to Upwork, at least you're working with one person. You can build a relationship with that person. You can provide them information on the way that you do business. You can go through some of the things I've already mentioned, and you can at least see some of the work that that person has done. So again, you're working with a person which is going to make a big de- big difference as opposed to something like 99designs or Fiverr. 99designs or some of the more contest type uh, sites out there, you'd not, you, there's no long-term relationship with whomever you are working. Uh, so for example, 99designs or a contest type website, you give a job description and a bunch of designers get on there and they post work. You're just not, you're not going to really have a a relationship that you're building with that person or a back and forth or an understanding of the way that you do your business, that's just not going to be there. You're going to have a collection of things and you get to pick one. Now, it, that type of design is a lot more like just kind of buying a template because I can tell you right now, a lot of the designers on there, all that they do is they go out there and they find templates, they tweak them, and then they post them. Um, because for something for the, for that type of business model to work for them, it's quantity over quality. And I have, I've done an episode in the past on, on logo design contests. So I won't go into that too, into in depth, but again, 
This completely cuts out the whole concept of working with somebody who is a craftsman or who can provide you insight into a way of doing things that will make the end product better. Again, they're just creating something, you either like it or you don't. Something like Fiverr, again, I just don't recommend it because it's quantity over quality. Their goal at the end of the day is to work and to crank out as many projects as they possibly can for it to make sense. They've got a queue, they got to plow through them. If they're especially if they are only charging $5, again, the goal is quantity over quality and that is it completely cuts out the team aspect of creating something that's quality. The reason out of those three, something like Upwork I would recommend is that you're going to get as close to that as possible. You're going to find somebody who is going to help you or at least could help you on a more personal level. The person on Upwork, while there may be a piece to that where they may be more interested in quantity over quality, they still have a, a lot more incentive as opposed to the other two types you could be hiring uh, to provide something of quality because they want to build their portfolio. They don't necessarily have a queue of things that they want to crank out. They want some. They want somebody they can work with so that they can get a testimonial and they can build their portfolio that way. So those are so those are the kind of the three main options a lot of people recommend. Uh, my highest recommendation is to find somebody who is skilled in the specific type of creative work that you're looking for. Uh, so I used to see, you know, I used to see a lot of, of people go to a web designer that they knew to do their book jacket design. And I could about 99% of the time I could tell that, uh, especially if it was a self-published book, I could see, I'd see the book, you know, hit the market or get promoted or something like that. And I could tell you right away, that's a self-published book because there's just a certain art, there's a certain craft to designing a book jacket in a professional way, something that kind of fits in with something you'd see at Barnes and Noble while at the same time having its own flair. So same thing applies to pretty much any field. If you can, if you have the budget for it, find a professional who is a pro in that specific niche that you're looking for, that specific craft or trade. And the last thing I just wanted to touch on here today when it comes to working with a creative professional is just to make sure that you do your due diligence. And that means just to take some time and to look through their work, make sure that they are actually proficient in the work that they're doing. I'm pretty strange in the fact that at the present time, at the time that I'm doing this episode, I actually do not have a portfolio on my website. And I'm pretty specific about that because my portfolio is the work that I've done for other clients. So a lot of my work these days actually comes specifically through people who are either referred or who just see the work that I've done and uh, at other places. I've got no other portfolio page, at least that I publicly show. I may change that. At some point I may actually do a video that compiles some of the work that I've done. So I've got a little bit of that on Rightly Design, but I'm pretty strange in the fact that a lot of the people who work with me are working with me because of other clients that I work with. But in most cases, if, if you're not working with a designer or a developer or a creative professional like that, just make sure that the work that they do, the breadth of the work that they do demonstrates clearly to you that, that they are competent in their particular craft and in their particular trade, because uh, this is going to make it endlessly more advantageous to you as the business owner and as the person who is trying to build the brand. So hopefully you found this useful. I just wanted to share some of the insights with you. I think in a future episode and possibly on Rightly TV, uh, Rightly.TV, if you'd like to check that out, 
uh, I may actually be putting together a video of things to look for or how to actually hire a creative professional because that's a whole nother ballgame. Like I said, uh, just previously, when it comes to doing your due diligence, that's helpful. But the whole progress of actually hiring a designer or a developer or a creative professional who you can use for many years to come, there's a whole process involved in that. And like I said, probably be covering that in a future episode and likely on Rightly TV. So again, I hope you found this useful. If you're not already a Rightly subscriber, head on over to rightly.show slash subscribe. So that's going to be a place where you can sign up for the emails that we send out, which we regularly send out not only links to future episodes of this podcast, but also uh, videos that we're creating, tools that we're creating, articles that we're writing, and it's all free. So just go on over to rightly.show slash subscribe. And if you're finding the Rightly Show useful, I'd really appreciate it. Just take a quick moment, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, subscribe if you're not already. Uh, we always do appreciate it. So until next time, go out there and create a brand that is truly rightly designed. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the program. If you found it useful, please take a quick moment to leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or the medium of your choosing.